Guardian. No one knows for sure when Marshall McLuhan first uttered the phrase, the medium is the message. Some say it was at a cocktail party in 1959. Others claim that it was at a conference at the University of Toronto where McLuhan was a professor of literature. The first time it turns up in his writing is in 1964 in his book, Understanding Media, The Extensions of Man. One thing we can be sure of, though, is that this is the idea that turned McLuhan into an internationally famous media guru. Here's the man himself making an appearance on the CBC radio program Other Voices on June 22, 1965. Tonight, he is interviewed electronically by Other Voices producer Jim Guthrow, who talks into a camera in the control booth and is seen by Dr. McLuhan on a monitor on the studio floor. Tell us about that phrase, the medium is the message. How did you come up upon that phrase? All it means, uh, Jim, is this, that um, the content of the medium is never the message. The, any medium at all creates a new pattern, a new, a new uh, atmosphere, a new environment of human perception, which works upon the whole man. It works upon the whole society. That is the message. So meaning comes not from content, but from the medium delivering the content. A pretty easy idea to wrap your head around, provided you've got a brain from 2011. In the 1960s, McLuhan was constantly being asked to explain and defend this idea. And in many cases, he was forced to do something stupid, like talk to a TV on the floor. But he never complained. He knew he was right. In the last even five years, as a culture, we've had to absorb smartphones, Google, Facebook, YouTube, Wikipedia, uh, satellite everything, GPS, video gaming. And our brains are just going, holy moly, what is going on here? Because the content of like 99.9% .9 of any of this is just crap. The Canadian writer Douglas Copeland's latest book is a biography of Marshall McLuhan. It's called You Know Nothing of My Work. And in writing it, Copeland says he came to understand that many of McLuhan's ideas, like the medium is the message, make more sense today in our world, a world that McLuhan only knew intuitively. The medium is all of these things acting cumulatively together, and the message is that it's distorting our sense of time, our sense of community, our political sensibilities. Now more than ever, we have to look at what are all these media collectively, what is the message they're giving to us? Now, as much as Copeland believes that McLuhan is our man to help us make sense of the way media is changing and distorting our reality, he's also quick to forgive any citizen of 2011 who finds the medium is the message too obvious or a cliché. This, he says, is a natural consequence of living in McLuhan's world. You might even say that Twitter is like the Marshall McLuhan of 2011. I have so little patience for people that dismiss Twitter by saying, oh, it's just narcissists talking about what they have for breakfast. Jemima Kish is The Guardian's digital media correspondent. I confess I have tweeted what I've had for breakfast, but the way to think about Twitter is that it's not about one-off statements. Even though Twitter has over 200 million users and is worth billions, no one can say for sure what exactly it's for. But that hasn't slowed Twitter down. It's fast becoming one of our most important mediums of communication. But I don't think there needs to be one thing that it's for. Um, I mean, it's okay that it's different things to different people. It's enormously powerful. I don't think you can underestimate Twitter. Twitter may well be the ultimate messaging medium. 
But I believe that in order to truly understand McLuhan's idea, we have to go back in time again to 1967. This is when McLuhan publishes his most famous book, The Medium is the Massage. The Medium is the Message was supposed to be the title. But when we got the galleys back from the printer, they'd made a typo. And instead of message, they'd written, the medium is the massage. When he was young, Eric McLuhan assisted his father with his work. Today, he's the guy who answers the FAQs on the official Marshall McLuhan website. Everybody was horrified except my father, who looked at it and said, this is wonderful, I love it. Because the, the massage contains four puns. And you didn't really notice them until the medium is the massage was in front of you. Massage breaks down into mass age, and message breaks down into mess age. So it's a very useful mistake, and one that we profited from. Medium is the massage. The medium is the massage. How about that? In the medium is the massage, McLuhan boldly brings his idea to life by collaging text and visuals. Phrases like art is whatever you can get away with float over images of giant female thighs. Sometimes it's difficult to ascertain what the meaning or the medium is. Baby, this thing is bigger than all of us. The book was such a success, McLuhan and his collaborators, graphic designer Quentin Fiore and writer Jerry Agle, decided to cut a record. Writing did not merely record language. Once more, please. I, the trouble is I keep thinking of improvements on these passages all the time. I worked at Columbia Records on certain plays that were recorded, like we recorded Richard Burton's version of Hamlet. But this was uh, definitely different, definitely different. John Simons, the Columbia Records producer who worked with McLuhan and his collaborators. Initially, Simon says, they wanted to simply make a reading of the book. What will happen when intelligence is recognized as a global resource? But then, one day, Jerry Agel decided that this just wasn't the McLuhan thing to do. And so they tossed out the script and embraced the medium of sound. That's when the fun really began. A sentence like, the medium is the message, which has been, you know, misunderstood. People who don't read McLuhan have got comments. We could use a sense of humor, and we could, you know, layer things. The medium is the message. The medium is the message. At the same time, you know, it's got his uh, media wisdom in there, too. Look at this problem, whether I irritate you into it or seduce you into it. It's cheap. It's sick. It's deep. We want freedom. The medium is the massage turned Marshall McLuhan into a rock star. But 1967 was also the year he came to New York City to take a job at Fordham University, a teaching job that paid $100,000. He was an academic rock star. Nowadays, it's not that unusual, the idea of academic stars and, and people getting paid large amounts of money. But and in his time, people were shocked. It was a scandal. Lance Strait is a professor of media ecology at Fordham University. His office is stuffed with McLuhan books, DVDs, and posters. In the hallway, there was a commemorative McLuhan plaque. But back in 1967, Landstreet told me, many Fordham academics were suspicious of the man and his idea. 
You know, at the time that McLuhan was operating, uh, science was still king. So many people uh, were skeptical of it and said, let's see some evidence. So Marshall McLuhan decided he would do an experiment. He divided his students into two groups. One watched a motion picture on a movie-like screen. The other watched the same thing on a TV-like screen. So it was light bouncing off a screen versus light coming through. And the ones who saw it uh, with the light bouncing off of it wrote objectively about the plot, the characters, and so forth. And the ones on the other side who saw the light coming through uh, wrote about their, their feelings and emotions uh, regarding the film, that they were personally involved in it in a way that the others weren't. Remember, he was a literature professor, not a scientist. It didn't really work. To me, Marshall McLuhan's 1967 experiments, both in the recording studio and the classroom, are good faith attempts to demonstrate and test an idea he was certain was true. And it turns out that even though he was just a literary professor, he was decades ahead of the brain scientists. The last few years have shown that McLuhan was right, that actually literacy and learning to read rewires the brain and, and spending time watching television changes the brain's wiring as well. How in the world he was able to, to figure that out, uh, you know, I mean, it's just a testament to his brilliance. Marshall McLuhan really did predict the future. But what happens next? That's up to us. Because implicit in this idea that the medium is the message is also a warning. If we don't pay attention to the medium, then one day we just may find ourselves trapped on a website or a social network or an intranet. And the worst part will be that we won't even notice. You've been listening to the Big Ideas Podcast from The Guardian. My name is Benjamin Walker. For more great downloads, go to guardian.co.uk forward slash audio.